the Art and Industry of Business and Living podcast, discussing conscious choices around business, money, life and living and creating a greater future for you and the planet. Hey everybody, welcome to the Art and Industry of Living. You're Simone Melissus, your host, and I have a very special, very, amazing, awesome very, guest with me very today. Very special guest. Can you guess who it is? <laughs> Santa Claus. Exactly. No, it's not Santa Claus. It's not the Easter Bunny. It's not the Tooth Fairy. It's Brendan Watt. So welcome, Brendan. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your amazing podcast. Oh, <laughs> we're sitting in our kitchen at the moment and recording this. We just went to lunch, had our Financial 101 uh, chat that we have. We sort of demanded of ourselves about every six months or when life starts to change a lot. And our life, our lives have changed a lot. You know, traveling around, doing more uh, facilitating. We're doing choice of possibilities with access now and our expenses have increased. So therefore we sat down and went through all of our expenses and worked out how much it actually costs to run our life each month. We worked out how expensive I am. Well, we did. (laughs) And me. No, and me. But I got to say, I'm really grateful for Brennan because he is, uh, I mean, I say enjoyable other because that's what it should be. And he is. And on the way home, even I said, look, I got to bring up some stuff that's coming up for me. Uh, you know, to do with money, to do with us, etc. And I'm so grateful that we're actually able to have those moments where we can be that vulnerable and be that present with each other and say, hey, this is what's going on. What can we be to change it? Because that's literally what it should be about is what can you be to change it? So here we are right now. And this podcast is actually about choice of possibilities, which is the class that Gary and Dane, founders of Access uh, Consciousness, asked us to start doing in May 2017, I think mm-hmm. they asked us. And yep. then, you know, it took us a while. We did some, well, not really a while, but co-facilitated some classes with Gary and Dane. And then now we're out there doing it. I call it 2018 Year of Chaos. 2019, the schedule looks busy. 2019's Year of No Sleep. That's what <laughs> I'm calling it. So, so I've got some questions that were sent in here for this uh, live interview that we're doing with each other. So I'm going to ask the questions and Brennan can answer and I'll also give my feedback as well. So the first one is, which is, I like this question. I haven't read these actually. I haven't read them either. Is, Surprise me. You know, what was it like attending your first choice of possibilities class? Oh boy. Well, which back was then, then it used to be three. a level, it used to be called level two and three and I did my first one, I think it was about eight years ago and the prerequisites for it are bars and foundation, which are two other classes. And I'd done those that week. I got, you know, I just wanted to move quick. I wanted my life to change, but I remember getting there thinking what, what I wanted out of the class. And I remember thinking, I want more girls and more money. I did that class at that stage. It was four days. And I did that class after those four days, I realized I wanted a whole lot more than girls and money. So it was the, it was the catalyst for me to move into a different possibility. And since that weekend, my life's changed every day since. You know, it's funny that this question comes up because I remember seeing you at your first level two and three, which is I now look like therapy. a little puppy. Well, no, you were, I, mean, I was really impressed because you were finishing the foundation class, which is a prerequisite in the car on the way down with a wonderful, amazing woman called Viv Adcock. Yeah. And I was with Gary and Dane going out to lunch one day and we're getting in the elevator and you're you're quite attractive. Like you're quite handsome. (laughs) Why, thank you. 
And we looked at you and went, oh, my God. What do you mean quite handsome? Well, very. Yeah, extremely. It's a little better. Like, you know, <laughs> sometimes I've got to put my sunglasses on because I'm just like, oh, so my God. So much glare. Yeah. Just the glare coming off is. So, but we looked at you and we went, oh, my God, he's going to get eaten up alive. <laughs> like by all the girls on Access. But lucky just I got like, smart pretty quick. You did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You did. So, and to answer this question for myself. My first uh, choice of possibilities class, which was then two and three, uh, I organized the whole entire thing. I had been to a lecture that Gary Douglas had done in Sydney at a mind, body and spirit festival and just desired more. It was actually on relationships and he was the first person to not make me wrong. The first person when I went to this class, it wasn't about how do I get a relationship and how do I find the one? It was totally fine that if I never desired to have a relationship, like he wasn't making me wrong. He was like, well, what do you want to create with your life? You don't need someone else to create with. And yet that can be something that can add, you know, to your life. I mean, one of the things we talk about with relationship is relationship is the distance between two things. And Gary's always said that if you're going to be with someone in a relationship, you should be creating at least 20 times more than what you would create alone well i like the i like the the telecall that we did recently called and the title was relationship are you sure you want one it's perfect i mean it's because people go i need one i need a relationship but if you actually look at it are you sure you actually want one and if yes what are you choosing it for yeah exactly isn't it because there's a there's a lack in your world or because you'd like to create more most of the people in the world choose it because there's a lack in their world so my first level two and three COP, like I said, I organized, there was 35 people in the class and I remember Gary tried to pay me for some of it because I paid for this, you know, mail out I'd done, etc. And I was like, no, 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 I don't want the money. And he was like, but I'm just trying to pay you for what you've created. It was like $35 for postage or something. I mean, nowadays, if we did a mail out, it'd be like, you that know, wouldn't 8, have covered 000. our expenses that <laughs> no, we just went. Not at all. But I was so not wanting to actually receive any monetary contribution. And I remember at one stage, he took me out to lunch and he started talking to me about it because I didn't want to receive anything from him. And he said, what would happen and what if you decided if you did? And I said, well, that would mean commitment. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, well, I don't, I don't want to commit to you. I want to know that I can leave at any time and I can do anything I desire. He was like, uh, you can, but I'm just trying to pay you for what you've actually contributed. So, you know what? That's a whole other podcast on commitment. And for myself, I always... I think we've just mentioned about 10 podcasts. I know. There. I always wanted a back door. So, but that was my first level two and three and I loved it and I was hooked. And I've got to say, one of the things that occurred for me, which is, was pretty big too, he started talking about drugs and Gary was talking about drugs and that if you take drugs and you, you choose consciousness, it's like sitting on the edge of a fence. And he said, you know, one day you'll end up impaled. And I was taking drugs at that time. And I started crying in the class and then he had a break and I went outside and, you know, I was just crying because I was like, far out. I don't know what's going on and what I need to do and change here. And he came over to me and he said, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I said, I'm fine. I said, but you got me on the drug thing. And he said, well, just know it's a choice. And I literally sat outside and thought, you know what? I could, it's a beautiful, beautiful day in Queensland, Australia. And I thought, you know what? I could just jump on my car and go to the beach and 
and have a nice day on the beach, or I could go back inside and find out what the hell this man is talking about because something about it resonated with me. So I did do that. I went back inside and after that level two and three, I've got to say that's the time that I chose not to take drugs anymore. So, and I was taking a lot of drugs, like a lot of chemical drugs, ecstasy, speed, cocaine, pot, everything, you name it. I was, I was, you were the cocktail. I was, I was the cocktail Cocktail of possibilities. And at that level two and three, I actually stopped taking drugs. And I've got to say, because I found what I was looking for through drugs, this reality didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. I looked around and was like, this can't be it. This seriously, guys, this can't be it. And at the access level two and three, which is the choice of possibilities class, because it is about choices. It's about what choices can you make that you haven't been making. And I got what I was looking for in life. I knew it was the beginning. I knew that this energy and this information was going to change everything that I was choosing in my life. All right, next question. So, Brendan, how did you come to facilitate the COPs? Uh, that's a good question. I still haven't worked that one out. <laughs> but I mean, it's Gary like, and Dana crazy. <laughs> it's like, you know, for me, since I was a kid, I knew I was different. And it's like we, for me, it was about age six that I started giving up on that difference and started putting all of my energy into fitting in more so. But I think a lot of us are more so that way when we're younger and we kind of forget about it and we give up on ourselves. We give up on our dreams that we know are possible. We give up on all these different things to, in order to, to live and to fit in in this world. And then when I started Access, I stopped doing that. And I started again, starting to look at what actually was possible. Not for me. I mean, for me, it was great, but it was more so for the world. And I've got, you know, I've got a 13-year-old son now and I wanted him to have a planet that he could exist on because I knew it the way we were going. It wasn't going to last. I mean, if we keep going the way that we've been going in this world, it's not going to last. It's not going to be around for thousands of years. But if we make some changes now, then I know that it can be. So that, I guess, was my demand of myself. And, and I guess that's what got me to have a little bit more awareness on what choices I could invite other people to to have the same awarenesses. So when you talk about, you know, when you were younger that this was sort of, you know, I guess taken away from you, do you get that? It wasn't taken away from me, yeah. I gave it up. Okay, cool. Can, can yeah. you talk a little bit more about that? Well, to be different takes courage, a lot of courage. You know, people say, yeah, to jump out of a plane takes courage. No, that takes bravery. Courage is the willingness to do whatever it takes to be the difference that creates change. And to be that different at six, I decided I didn't have that amount of courage. So it took for me to recognize that without that amount of courage, I couldn't offer the change in the world that I knew was possible. So I think a lot of us have it. A lot of people out there, if you're listening to this, you probably have it, but it's also a choice you need to make to use it and to be it. I remember you telling me stories that when you were six (coughs) and you used to go down to the local river (laughs) and teach yourself how to fish, but you didn't just teach yourself how to fish. You taught yourself how to, you know, fish, like, you know, gut the fish. uh, Oh, no, I live with my, I live with my mum. She'd left my dad and I live with my mum and my two sisters. And we were living in, in an apartment block on this river. 
and I, and I went and bought my own fishing rod and I went down there and I used to throw my line out. Didn't even know what I was doing, I was six. And I'd go down there all on my own and I'd just ask the fish, can you get on my hook? <laughs> Seriously, you yeah. remember doing that? Yeah, can you get on my hook? They'd get on my hook. I'd reel one in after the other. They were probably all undersized, but I'd keep them anyway. <laughs> so I know this is a sidebar question, but tell us about the, uh, the great food that you cooked at school one day. Oh, uh, well, one day we were doing, <laughs> what was that? I think it was grade three. So I'd have been eight. We were doing home ec, which was cooking, you know, and they'd be like, create your own dish. So everyone was <laughs> making, everyone was making pikelets and cupcakes and shit like that. And I went, I'm going to make sushi. So I caught a fish, I took it into school. I'm pretty sure it had been in my backpack for, a, for half a day. Oh no. So it stank. And, and, and I cut this fish up and made sushi and it was disgusting. It was the most horrible thing you've ever smelt or tasted. But the teachers were just blown away by someone, an eight year old kid would come in there and fillet a fish and serve sushi or sashimi. <laughs> and I still remember the day, I think it was like, hilarious because all these other kids had this nice sugary smelling food and I was the one in the corner stinking the place out. So what do you remember distinctly about that day? The smell. <laughs> <laughs> but you talk about how the teachers received that or didn't receive that. Is that like no, I the thought, difference? I think, they, I think they more were curious at the difference of the choice I made to do that rather than go along with what everyone else was doing. But I've done that my whole life while being covert about it. I'd look at what everybody else was choosing and then I'd choose whatever worked for me and still act like I fit in. Right. Now I just do it because it, I don't care if I fit in. I just think it's funny. <laughs> I love that story. And, you know, to answer that question in a pragmatic sense too is how to become about facilitating the COPs. We were literally at a, a seven-day event that Access Consciousness does a couple of times a year, and it was in Langkawi in Malaysia, an island, and Gary and Dane arrived, and Brennan and I were already there, and they said, come down to the drink, come down to the drink, come down come to the down bar to the and bar. have a drink with us. I have well, to tell you something. Yeah, I have to tell We have to something. ask you something. And they were very intense, you know, and they went, we sat down, ordered drinks, and they went, okay, we have to ask you something. Just know that you have a choice looking at them going it doesn't feel like we have a choice because the intensity that they were being with it and they were so intense in the way of like no you do have a choice of what we're about to ask you which I do get that they were all willing for us to have a choice and they said we'd like you to facilitate choice of possibilities classes and I remember the moment because Brennan went I'm in and when he said that I went oh I'm in too like it was just like like because I would, I'm sort of more the person that goes to the, oh, what's this going to look like, or blah, blah, blah. Whereas Brennan just went, I'm in. And I went, okay, I'm in too. And Gary and Dane both spoke about that they have a connection with both of us, different connection, and yet a connection and a communion that can create the ability for us to know what's going on with each other around the world. We don't have to be in the same spot around the world that creates that communion and that connection that we can actually, you know, drive access consciousness forward. So it's more about the energy that we be to move forward. And it doesn't mean that we're, I don't know, yes, we're different, you know, and it's like, it's not like the special thing or anything. I'm special. It's, yeah, well, we are special. I'm I didn't really know how special. to say that, but it's like, it's, 
I'm like a, I, I deserve to be on the special bus. Well, I, brought, I said to Gary the other day, you know what, you were really smart in asking us to do COPs because neither of us have gone to the place of thinking that we're better than. It's more the demand of what we made of each other, uh, like not of each other, but of, of ourselves to be the change that we know can occur in the world. And both of us desire for every single person in the world to get that. Maybe sometimes to our detriment, but that's what we desire and, uh, and demand. So the next question is, what was it like facilitating your first COP solo? Horrifying. <laughs> well, where was yours, Brendan? Uh, my first one that I did on my own was in Budapest in Hungary. Um, as one does. As Budapest one does. And Hungary. You know, where else would you be for your first time, you know, for your, for your virgin experience? But I, I remember waking up in the morning, you know, I don't think I slept much the night before, and I was just terrified that I'd fail. I was terrified that I couldn't do it, while also knowing that I could. And I got on stage, and, you know, there was 50 or 60 people in this room, I got on stage to start this class and I sat there and sobbed for five minutes at the beginning of the class and I apologised and I said, guys, I'm sorry, I can't get a word out right now. But the reason was, was because I sat on stage and I looked out at these 50 or 60 people and I saw into their worlds in a different way that I'd ever been able to access before and I saw the willingness they had to choose something as different as we where we are going with access and it just hit a spot so that was my first five minutes <laughs> the next three the, the the rest of the three days was easy compared to that part you know and i i i think i can't remember where i was i was in la at that time los angeles and i was co-facilitating with dane and because of the different time zones i woke up in the morning and listened to Brendan's class, you know, the beginning of it when I woke up as I was putting my makeup on, which if you're a girl, you know what I'm talking about, putting my makeup on in the bathroom in LA, crying because Brendan's crying because I can perceive what he's perceiving and the whole thing. So there's a level of vulnerability that really came with this for both of us. Yeah. And, and the first class that I did live on my own uh, was in Istanbul, Turkey, as one does, live streamed, of course. And I knew Brendan was coming, you know, to be there. And I thought he was coming on day one or day two, it was. And the night before, it was really funny because, you know, I'm, I don't know what you are before the night before you do your first COP, but it's, it's a different energy. I'm usually tipsy. <laughs> right. Well, I was really tired too and I wanted to go to sleep. And the lovely Francesca Fiantini, friend of ours from Italy, she was running my bars and doing some body work on me. And then I was like, I've got to go to sleep. Like, I, I've really got to go. Now, I did not know that she knew that Brendan was surprising me in Istanbul, Turkey that night. And she knew what time he was coming, etc. So she was trying to entertain me. And it was so funny in our room. I said, Franchi, I've really got to go to sleep. Like, I, I got to, you know, this big day tomorrow. Like, I got to go. And, and she and goes, trying to keep a secret yeah. from you is impossible. She goes, Well, maybe I'll just make a coffee because I had an espresso machine in my room. And I went, Okay. I was so tired that I was like, All right, if she wants a coffee. And then she's drinking her coffee really slowly. And I went, Franchi, I got to go. And she went, You can't ask me to leave. I've got a coffee. It's rude. And I went, Francesca, I, I gotta go to sleep. And then she finally left. I didn't know until until later. I'm in bed and then twenty minutes later, you know, the door knocks 
And I'm like, who the hell's at the door? And so I'm asking who it is because I'm jumping out of bed naked. You know, I've got a towel around me asking who it is. And, uh, and then Brendan just goes, open the door. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Brendan. So I was so grateful that he actually arrived and knew that that was an energy that I also required to, you know, to have there. So I walked on stage with all the Turkish people in Istanbul, Turkey, and live streamed. And I was so grateful for them. They were so... They were so willing to receive and so willing to contribute to me in the same sense. And I guess that's one of the things I've really got from the COPs is I've had to acknowledge and recognize how many people are actually willing to contribute to me uh, rather than going to the, the comfortability of thinking that people don't. So how many of you think that people don't want to contribute to you when they actually do? And everything that that is, times a Godzilla and we destroy and uncreate it. Right and wrong, good and bad, pod and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. You can find out more about The Clearing Statement from theclearingstatement.com with our beautiful friend, awesome friend, Dr. Dane here. So the next question is, what would you like people to get out of the Choice of Possibilities classes? Whatever they desire. And that's the thing that, that always drew me to access and, and has kept me, you know, going to classes and facilitating classes and and doing this for the past eight years because it was never an expectation of what I should be. It was always an invitation to what I desired to be. So the, the choice of possibility classes, from my sense, I mean, what I'd like to contribute to people is to make their life easier because I know with ease comes more creation. So what you get from it is going to be what you're willing to get from it. And that's pretty much how it all works. I mean, I my life's changed a lot in eight years because of me, not because of access. Access was definitely the catalyst for it, but I was the creator of it. So if you're willing to ask for your life to be a certain way, with these tools it can be, and it can be any way you want. And that was always the thing that was just like, holy shit, this really works if I'm willing to have it. And I agree with Brendan. I say ditto. <laughs> it is what you desire to get out of it. Uh, I remember my first... And we have too much fun as well. Yeah, we do. We do. Absolutely. It's totally irreverent. And the first class that I went to... I mean, the first class I ever went to with Gary Douglas, he swore and he told me not to trust him, to trust me. And I was like, oh, thank God, someone is not telling me that I'm wrong and that they have the answer. He was like, trust you, trust what you know. Yeah. And that's what I would say as well. We are not gurus. Nope. By any sense of the word, we are not gurus because a guru will always tell you what and who to be. We will never. And I remember the, the first like long class I went to, it was actually four days, and which was the two and three, which is now COP, Choice of Possibilities. And... I walked out, you get a manual, right? You get a manual full of great information. And Gary was talking for four days and I walked out and I couldn't remember a goddamn word he said. The only thing I remember, and I wrote it down in my manual, was when he said, you are not as fucked up as you think you are. And I was like, oh, I can write that down. I am not as fucked up as I think I am. Everyone who's listening, write that down. <laughs> You are not as fucked up as you think you are. You just saved four days by not going to a class and you just got it all there. Yeah, I did. And then you have choice. That's literally what it's about. You're not as fucked up as you think you are and you have choice. So what would you like to choose? And you know what? Any access consciousness facilitator, you know, should be there for you to, you know, ask questions and have tools and processes to change any area of your life that you think is not working for you. And yet all the pock and potting can do a lot 
And what it comes down to, what it comes down to is choice. And that's why the class is called Choice of Possibilities. The choice is yours, my friends. You get to choose. You get to choose a lot or you get to choose a little. You get to choose slowly or you get to choose quick. It's up to you. What I will say is consciousness is not comfortable. Consciousness can be extremely uncomfortable. When you're changing, like just today on the way home from this amazing, beautiful lunch, it's like a lot changed for me on the way home. I was willing to be vulnerable with Brendan of what was going on for me. Uh, with our finances, with money, with our relationship and all of that. And now it's, it's, it's not defined, it's unfolding. But I was willing to actually look at what was sticking me. And if you're willing to look at what's sticking you and what you've decided is limiting you, then you can change it. If you're willing to be aware of what is going on, you can change it. If you choose not to be aware, guess what? You can't change it. Well, comfort was also a reality that was created in order to have people slow down to this, to the pace of this world. Comf- you mean com- this like, pace. Yeah, it's like comfort? Seriously. How many of you guys are happy when you're actually comfortable? Or are you bored shitless beyond your wildest dreams and you just want to do something and create something else? And you've decided that that's happiness. So everything you've, de- everything you've defined as happiness... Will you destroy and uncreate it? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Okay, so next question is, can you describe the change you have seen in the people who have attended the Choice of Possibilities classes? Well, I can describe, well, yes, a lot. You know, and it's been different for everyone. Everyone who's attended one has had different changes, like I said before, in the areas that they were willing to ask for it. You don't come along saying, I love my money problem and your money problem changes if you're not willing to change it. If you come along saying, I have a money problem and I'll do whatever it takes to change it, I guarantee you if you stick with it and don't give up on yourself, you'll change it. So it's, there's been, I mean, I've met thousands of people over the years that have done these classes and had whatever change it is for them that they've been asking for. I mean, one of the people I've seen get the most change out of the, those classes is myself, 100%, because I've demanded that much from myself that I would keep going and I'd keep choosing and I'd keep changing no matter what it took, no matter who I lost, no matter what I lost, no matter what it took. As long as I got to have more of me, I'd do it. And, you know, there's this one man who stands out for me called Brian and it wasn't at a choice of possibilities class. It was actually at a foundation class I did years ago in Brisbane, Australia. And he walked in with a cane. He walked in looking literally gray and he was old and he was dying. And he came because his brother told him about this and he was on a war um, veteran, you know, funding, etc. Yeah. in Australia pension. And he came and it was a four-day class. Foundation is a four-day class. And he came and he was so enthusiastic throughout the class. And at the end, he looked at me. Man, it just still brings tears to my eyes when when he looked at me and he said, Simone, he said, I came in here a dying man. And you know what? I'm choosing to live now. And he had decided, he defined that he was dying. He defined that life was over. You know, his wife had died. His body wasn't working as well as what he would like, etc., And then he ended up coming to more classes. And when I saw him the next time, he was like, look at me. And he was so sweet. He had this big smile on his face and his hands up in the air and he had no cane. And he was walking with no cane. And I was like, man, that, like, he decided to live, not just have a life. 
Yeah. He actually decided to live. So whatever living is for you, what if you could have that and embrace that and engage with that? What would it be? What would it be like for you? It'd be choice all the time. You'd have constant choice and you could change anything in a heartbeat. You mean it's a good reason these classes are called Choice of Possibilities? No, I don't know where <laughs> that name came from. It's just ridiculous. Gary Douglas is smart, the founder of Access Consciousness. So next question. Which country are you most looking forward to visiting this year? Uh... I don't really do favourite countries. No, um, I don't either. I'm looking forward to all of them. i got to say, the ones I've got upcoming is uh, Russia. I'm extremely looking forward to going to. And I tell you what, because I can perceive how many lifetimes I've had there. I've been watching some documentaries on it recently and Catherine the Great, Peter the Great, the whole Romanov family. It's like, mm, been there, done that. Who was I there? So there's something that's a familiarity to me for Russia. I also was brought up in a family where my dad was Lithuanian and he spoke Lithuanian, German, English and Russian. And for some reason, he always used to count in Russian. So whenever I was a kid and, you know, growing up, whenever he counted anything, he did it in Russian. So I heard Russian all the time and I haven't been there. And I've been to a lot of places in the world. When I was 19 years of age, I left home, left Australia, out of here, and I traveled the world backpacking, you know, with hardly any money whatsoever all around Europe you know around America etc and I haven't not yet been to Russia so for me going to a country that I haven't been to before is always such a thrill because I get to learn more I'm also off to Romania in September and I don't know much about Romania so I'm looking forward to you know finding out more about Romania and and how that country was created etc Croatia beautiful stunning country so I don't have a favorite either. They all offer something different. It's interesting when people say, what's your favorite country in the world? It's like, I don't really have one. I, really... I have a soft spot for Costa Rica. I was about to say that. because I. But why? Because you have horses there? Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly why. But I have, well, I have a soft spot for Costa Rica because we have horses there. I also love the the people, the land, the beauty, the the nature the energy of it but I also love flying in the middle of Rome it's like wow it's amazing Paris I'm off to Paris soon it's like I do I appreciate the whole entirety of the world and what I'm grateful for is the people in all these countries who are actually willing to you know put their hand up and go yeah I would like some change I'd like some more choice here yeah so next question is if you could take just one thing from these classes about choice and possibilities what would it be well, it would be the recognition that your choice creates your world. It creates everything that's going on in your life right now. So if you go, if you wake up and you say, I'm having a crappy day, you're choosing to have a crappy day. And when I got to that place, because I did it for 30 years, I started Access when I was, for, when I was 30. So for 30 years, I was doing victim. You know, it was like, my life sucks because, or I don't have money because, this is bad because... When I realized that I'd created it all through all the choices I've made, not one or two, but the millions and billions I've made over my life, then I recognized, okay, so if I can create this pile of shit with the choices I've made, I can make some different choices and I could create something different. From that day on, I started making different choices. So if you realize that your choice creates, then you can create anything by making different choices. And... The other thing we talk about is any choice is only good for 10 seconds. So if you make a choice and it stuffs up or it doesn't turn out the way that you've decided it should, then make another choice. Don't say I've chosen this, therefore I need to stick with it. 
make another choice and your life can keep moving in multiple directions if you're willing to keep choosing that way so if you get that part if you actually practice it and play with it then you'll start seeing that you're in the driver's seat of your life not somebody else and you can steer it wherever you want it to go and trust me I can say this and I'm allowed to say it because I had I thought when I started Access I was the biggest piece of shit in the whole world. I seriously thought I was just too far gone for anyone, for anything. So I know if I can swing my life around and make different choices and create it in a different way, I personally believe, even though I'm probably an idiot, that anyone can. <laughs> and my answer to that question is, what you can get out of it is you are not as fucked up as you think you are. Yeah, write it down. Yeah, write it down. Write it down. If you haven't written it down yet, write it, write down, it down, already. down. Put it as a Put it reminder on, on your phone. <laughs> Don't let your kids see it because then they'll go to school and tell everyone. My <laughs> mum's not as fucked up as she thinks she is. She told me. <laughs> and neither is my dad. <laughs> and it's your choice. You've got choice. You've always had choice. So every time you find yourself saying, oh, if I only had a choice, what I want to say to you is you do have a choice. You literally do have a choice with everything and I mean when it gets to those really crunchy moments, whether it's got to do with abuse, money, relationships, your life, your gender, everything. You actually have a choice. Well, and I'll tell you how. I mean, people ask this in our classes and they say, well, I just don't get it. I don't get what choice is. And I say, okay, stand up. You know, when they're sitting in a chair, stand up. And they stand up, done. You obviously know what choice is because you just made one. So if you're sitting there wondering what's choice and how do I do it, if you're sitting down, stand up, and if you're standing up, sit down. If you can do any of those two, you already know what choice is because you just did it. You have the choice to come out of judgment of you. You have the choice to judge you. It's just a choice. The choice of possibilities. So the next question is, participants can join you via audio live from around the world. Can you talk about what that creates for the choice of possibilities classes? Yeah, that's for the lazy people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. But I mean, I do, I, I am literally on every single access class that one of us facilitates, either it be some of the specialty class facilitators or Gary and Dane or me and Simone, I'm on every class because I can get them via audio live. It means, it's like Skype, you call in, you'll be live in the room, you know, obviously not alive in the room, you'll be in your house or wherever the hell you're calling from, but you'll have everything in live time what's going on in the class through your audio and then if you want to ask a question we hook you through the speakers and you will ask it like you're sitting in room in the room and you'll sound like one of the speakers so it's technology that's as good as i can describe it because i'm not a tech head i'm crap at that but you just did the tech side of it that you can ask questions live you can be there etc and what I love is... And you can sit in your lounge room naked if you want to. Yeah. I mean, this morning I was, you know, cleaning up our kitchen and doing different things while I had, you know, my AirPods on listening to Dane in Paris. And it's brilliant. So you, it's available. There is no excuse. There's no justification for not attending and being... You well, know, there is one excuse. Class. What's that? Not, oh, I don't have money. Is that weird? Which I don't have money. Or I just, I don't think I can change this. What about the, let's address the I don't have money one. Well, a lot of people use I don't have money in order to not create their lives rather than creating their lives and having the money show up. Mm. That's all I'm saying on that. So you'd have to get to work and start creating. 
Well, you'd have to recognize that creation, money isn't creation and creation isn't money. So if you're blaming your lack of creation on money, then you've got it a little backwards. <laughs> you That's are the source all I'm of, saying. You are the source of creation. Money is not the source of creation. So what would you like to create? So next question is, what do you see for the future of these classes in 100 years? Everything. Everything. Me too. And the, cho- the what I see is the future of these classes in 100 years is what you make it. Yeah. And- Every single one of you who choose to come along and choose to use one tool or many tools creates what? a change here on this planet and creates an invitation for others to choose something different. And I could also tell you what I see as the future, but that would be an invalidation for you as what you see the future can be because... It's what we do. We, get, we look at the future as it's this solid thing. The future is not a solid thing. If I have a future that could exist right now in 100 years, if I make different choices in the next 10 minutes, that, choice, that future will be completely different. So recognize that the future is based on your choices and you can create it and change it in a heartbeat based on those choices. So I don't know about you know, any of you guys, but I went and saw psychics a lot. And they'd be like, this is your future. This is what's happening. You know? And it would be so weird because it would feel like this, this wonk in my world because I'd be like, well, now my future is predetermined based on what they can see it being as. And that's why I don't tell anyone how I see the future being because it's not. It's an, it's an awareness of what could be possible in the future, but it's not actually actualized yet. So it could be anything. And what I would like to add in something that we were talking about today at lunch and on the way home is what have you created that you have not acknowledged that is actualizing? And what have you, what have you already, well, this is kind of getting into a whole other topic, but I'll brush on it as well. (laughs) But what have you created that you have not asked to actualize? Because see, creation is a thing. If we, if we choose something, we've already created it. So if you go, I'm, I'm having a million dollars, you've created it. You've created a million dollars, but you haven't actualized it. Actualization is the action of bringing it into existence, not creation. So I would highly recommend, and this is what I've been asking lately, is what have I already created that I've not yet actualized? Everything that doesn't allow that to show up, pop and pod. And what possibilities are available that I've not yet actualized and everything at that is times a godzillion right and wrong good and bad pot yep. and pot all nine shorts boys and beyonds what possibilities are available that I've not yet instituted and everything at that is times a godzillion right and wrong good and bad pot and pot all nine shorts boys and beyonds so last question here Brandon we're giving away a lot of stuff here aren't we? we are I know it's been a rather long podcast I hope people aren't getting bored well they would have hung up by now anyway <laughs> I know see and that's the other thing with the with the audio live if we annoy the shit out of you, you can hang just up. hang up on us and then call back in. You know, you can hang up and go and pour a couple of glasses of wine and then call back exactly. in. Exactly. Hey, when if you want to find out more about uh, Brendan, you can go to brendanwatt.com, which is B-R-E-N-D-O-N, watt.com, or myself. W-A-T-T, not like, what? What? Not Brendan Watt. Simone Millis's, which is S-I-M-O-N-E-M-I-L-A-S-A-S.com. And also to accessconsciousness.com. Look at uh, up the classes and search for a choice of possibilities and you'll see all of our classes coming up. But the next, the last and final question is what is the plan 
for choice of possibilities next year and where in the world will we be? Everywhere. Everywhere. So I think by the time this goes live, you would have just done South Africa. But then after that, we've got... Let me see if I can do this. This is what we've got planned so far is Brennan Watt in Amsterdam. Simone Melissa's and Brennan in Zagreb, Croatia. This is all in July. And then we've got uh, myself in St. Petersburg, Russia. Brennan in Fort Lauderdale in uh, Florida. Don't you love that? Like you're in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and I'm in St. Petersburg, Russia. It's going to be so <laughs> hot. I'm going to need to keep my fluids up. And then we've got Gary Douglas in uh, Buenos Aires, Argentina, which we'll both be at, and that's in August. And it's he's friggin' brilliant. He's amazing. And then Brennan's got London, and then he's got Bangalore, India. I've got Romania. Um, I've got Tahiti. I'm going to Tahiti just on near Bora Bora. And then Gary Douglas has actually got one in uh, Jerusalem, Israel, in November, which will be really cool. I'm definitely going to go there for that. And at the same time, or almost the same time, Dane here's got one in uh, Berlin, Germany. So that'll be fun in November. Then Noosa. Noosa, Australia, which is also live streamed. And then going into next year, I'm just going to give you a quick one. We've got Gary in uh, Istanbul, Turkey, myself in Cork, Ireland. Uh, Brendan. Cork. Cork. I'll be finding leprechauns. And then we've got Brendan in Japan somewhere. Uh, and then the list goes on and, and on. And maybe on China. And, on and, on. and then maybe China. We've got Stockholm. We've got Mexico. We've got Spain. We've got Portugal. See it, but- we've got Leon. We've got Korea. We've got. Blah, blah, blah. There's said, so many. I Dubai, Mauritius. I said that at the start. What's Everywhere. That? Everywhere. <laughs> so thank you, Brendan, so much for joining me on this uh, podcast today. And thank you, everyone, for listening and finding out more about Choice of Possibilities classes. If you know nothing about Access Consciousness, go check out the website, accessconsciousness.com. And what I recommend is get your bars run. I'm now. Just- I keep going, sorry. Well, I was going to say bars is 32 different points on your head. And when you get it run and it's like people just touching your head lightly on these different areas, it starts to eliminate all of those places that you have the thoughts, feelings, and emotions and limitations that keep you stuck in things like aging, healing, money, control, power, sexuality, like, you know, all these different things. There's 32 different points. Get your bars run. Find a bars facilitator. We've got thousands of them around the world even in north korea saudi arabia it's like uh, where else was there somewhere australia australia we've even got facilitators in australia omg so brendan anything else you want to leave the listeners with yes like me on instagram follow me no yeah follow me on instagram no me 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 no No. brendan (laughs) what follow brendan what on instagram okay okay so here's the gig ladies and gentlemen it's like (laughs) when Brendan first started doing COPs and you know I'd been facilitating classes for longer than him so my Instagram was higher and then guess what happened I want to hear a tear out there he overtook her he overtook me he overtook me in Instagram but I need to get to 10,000 so I can like put videos and shit on there well now he's beating me do you want him to beat me Yes, so, you do. Now, what if you actually contributed to both of us? That's what I'd like to ask. Go to our Instagram because you know what we've got now is we've got IGTV, which is the new thing out there, which means we've got lots of fun videos on there. So go to Simone Millis's Instagram and Brennan Watt Instagram and you can check out some daily, weekly, every now and then random videos that we have on IGTV. So help us to change the world. 
Thank you so much for joining us. Brendan, thank you. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Always All right. a pleasure. Catch you next time, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye. Bye.